0: Welcome to the Marysville 3CU Church. We're happy to have you with us here today. Happy with those that are joining us online I want to announce the congregation's so aware we're going to be moving locations and you'll have to check out and hear more about uh, that information. Um, but uh, we'll let you know that. For today's lesson, we'd like for you to turn to the book of Revelations, chapter 2. The book of Revelation, chapter 2. Going to read verses 1 through 7 one through seven this is to the loveless church but we're going to pull some things out of here that i think will apply to us individually so Revelation chapter two verses one through seven to the church of the to the angel of the church of ephesus right these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands i know your works And do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Let's look at verse 5 again. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. I'm reminded of a song I hear and I've heard it several times. I believe it's by Andre uh, Crouch. Take me back to where I first believed. And do you remember when you first believed Christ? Not believe that Christ existed, but that you first accepted Christ. When you asked forgiveness of your sins and he came into your heart and into life, do you remember what that was like? And do you have that same active relationship with God today that you had then? Is it as warm? Is it as hot? Is it as vital? Now, as it was then, you know, when we, let, we look at the word love, when we talk about the word agape, uh, one of my instructors has, has brought it forth that it's a positional kind of love. It's that, it's that thing that's in first place. And we find here in this scripture that you have lost your first love. There's that positional love, that priority in love. Where is God in your priorities? Where is God in your love? What and how do you place it? How do you choose your activities? How do you choose your actions? How do you choose your interactions? Sometimes when we get involved and we sign up for things, then we have obligations. But do we consider what we get engaged in Before we have those obligations, do we consider that in our priorities? Who's in first place? Who's in that priority? Because we talk about that positional love, what is first? It should reflect in time and choices. But you notice here that they were going through the activities. It says that, I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are are evil and you have tested those say who say you are apostles and are not and have found them liars and etc. But he had something against them. They had lost their first love. Maybe it's like their love had drawn cold. It, do you feel close to God? You think God has drawn back from you? Have you drawn back from God? And you might say, but I just don't have time. Well, what about in those choices that you have made that you don't have time? You know, it used to be that you would get up and go to Sunday school. You would go to Sunday morning worship. Go to choir practice before Sunday evening worship. You go to Sunday evening worship, and then you show up on Wednesday night for Bible study and prayer. Now we're lucky if we can get people to be in church consistently for morning worship. It's, I don't have time. I don't have time for my devotions. I don't have time for prayer. And then the choices and the scheduling and the activities that I do, Things get out of whack, but I certainly have time to make sure I don't fall behind on that game I'm playing on my phone. I got to pop the bubbles or you don't want to know about my screen time. I'm on, I'm on my phone a lot, too, but it's, I'm working on it. But we need to think about that. Where is it in our priority? Where is God in our priorities of choices? Do we spend the time. Do we, do we consult God in our decisions? In our work decisions? In our interaction with other people? Does God and our love for God form who we are and how we present ourselves to others? If it, is he positionally first? Now, some have this concept. If you've watched, they're on reruns. That's called the Waltons. And John Walton, the father figure, not the grandfather, the father figure, he has his own form. He feels like he can worship God wherever he's at. He's in the mountains and that's his, his theology is he can worship God wherever he's at. He doesn't have to go to church. That's a lazy theology. That's a misunderstanding of Scripture. We are supposed to engage with our love of God and should shape how we should influence and interact with other people. And to do that, we need to go and be preached to, and we need to go and take lessons on Scripture and learn from each other, to bear each other's burdens, to help each other, and to hold each other accountable. And maybe run off some of those rough edges. You know, those those things that we talk about well, I was just born that way. That's just my personality. There's a lot of sinful nature that people are born with that needs to be taken care of. But sometimes our anger and our responses, our words, choices of words and how we approach things should be shaped and formed by our love of God first. And that involves being in church and having those interactions. But it also means that when we're making a decision on a car or making decisions on our house, We're making decisions on our family size. We're making decisions decision on who to marry, on who to date, who to spend time in. They all should be formed by the person that's in first place. And the person that's first place in your life is not your spouse. The person that's first place in your life is God. That's right. God should be in first place. It's not all the works and the labors, and it's not say, hey, look what I did. for, Look what I've done for God. Look what I've, I did this and I did that. Remember the scripture says, Lord, remember, I have done this and I have done that. And it says, there'll be some that will say, Lord, Lord, have I not done all these things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, ye who never knew me. You're doing it. Through the motions. It's not the motions. It's not the religious activity. He wants you to love him and have him in first place. Again, I ask, who is first in your life? Is it God? Or is it your spouse? Is it God or is it your children? Is it God or your grandchildren? Or is it God or your work? Or is it God or you? Who is in first place? Who considers what you, who do you contact to consider the choices that you make and what you get involved with? I think we can agree and we've heard from the young ones in the group that it should be God. Could we re- agree that God is wiser than we? Can we agree that we should look to God for the answers? God should be first. And if you study your Bible and you look at it, you would find that it really is, that God is supposed to be first. And then your spouse comes second. And then your children come after that. And mingled in there is your church life. But your church life should not get in front of your relationships with your family and your relationships with your spouse. It shouldn't be so out of whack that you're spending more time going through the motions of church that you're neglecting time with your spouse. But at the same time doesn't mean that you spend so much time with your spouse that you're neglecting time in church because it helps it all work together. See, if if God is first in both the relationships, God wants a healthy marriage, and if there's a healthy marriage, it's the foundation for a healthy parenting and for a healthy family. But God expects us to be in church, so your family life, your married life, should involve the church. There needs to be a balance. And for some, we have to remind them that sacrificing your marriage for the sake of your children is not what I find in the Bible. Sacrificing your marriage and your family so that you can be at work all the time to provide for them beyond food and clothing. They don't have to have a a boat. They don't have to have the fanciest shoes. They don't have to have all these things. They need mom and dad and they need mom and dad together. That strong marriage gives that foundations. Love is positional. I know some of the things we're talking about is not directly in this scripture. They're in the rest of scripture if you read it in totality. But it's that positional love and where we position things. I think it's important that we're reminded of a couple of things. As in, ladies, don't elevate the kids above your husband. And men don't elevate your jobs above your family. And don't forget about your church work. And don't forget about the ministry that God calls us each to. We have in our families our own mission field. We have the responsibility there, but we also have in our families, and we also have in our interactions at work, in our interactions with other people, the way we conduct ourselves. Reflects on God, but is God, again, first in your life? Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Unless you repent, change what you've been doing. You've lost your first love. For some, they become a Christian, they check the box, They get baptized, they check that box, they take communion, they check that box, they check all the boxes, but God's not in a place where they worship God in spirit and truth, where God is above the ritual, that there is a relationship where you long for the presence of God you desire his presence you come to church because you're supposed to not because you want to when you're out of church you don't miss it it just leaves times for those other things but if you really want God to be in first place walk with God daily be with God daily If you have trouble with temptations, i found in my own life, if I'm not in his scripture, it makes me weaker against temptation. And so we think of that verse that says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And if we make that life that we're walking with God, we're in the center of God's will. We walk in the light as... is the light we have fellowship with him as he sheds light on our past we walk in it and he helps us then it might keep us out of some of the trouble that we create if he's 1st But see the scripture is saying you got to get God back first you got to repent repent means to change you need to become aware that I need to shift it around I can't keep doing it this way if I want something to be different in my relationship with God, then I need to do something about it. Because if I keep doing the same thing well, I'm going to get the same results. If you want your life to be better with God, then do something about it. Repent, change, start moving towards God, seeking God's guidance, His help, and then be obedient when He tells you to do it, even if it's difficulty. And don't get things out of whack. God is first. He's that first love. Then becomes your spouse. And then becomes your children and your grandchildren after that. But don't get God out of the place that He should be. Serve Him first. And if you're not, change. Repent. That's the message for today. Let's be standing together. After I pray, we'll open the altar for um, those, if anybody would be seeking. Let's pray together. Father God, we ask that you would remind us of our need to keep you in first place. Things get into the way and affect how things are going. We forget what it was like when we first loved you. And Lord, we've let you flip maybe out of first place. Oh, forgive us and help us to put you back in first place, not just on Sunday, but throughout our lives. May you guide our interactions. May you guide the words we choose, the things, the Lord, we do. How we conduct a business how we conduct relationships, how we treat our spouse, our children, how we prioritize those things. May you guide us and teach us. And Lord, if we don't have things in the right order, if we don't have it in the right alignment, may we get you first, and may you help us to align all the other things. May we spend time with you. May you teach us, encourage us, And, Father, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that doesn't know you, help them to repent and accept you in their life. If maybe someone knew you at one time and now they've fallen away, they've let you out of first place, Lord, help them get back right with you. And if maybe some have asked you into their life, uh, forgiveness of their sins, but, Lord, they they feel like they want to go deeper, may they just surrender and say, Lord, you just take control of all my life. I give up. I'm going to rely completely on you. May they do that as well. Just pray, Lord, that each one would be obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. With our heads back. Bow-